Brothers and sisters, it's a great joy to be here tonight as we begin to celebrate the Holy Triduum in these three holiest days of the year. It's, it's also a great joy to see so many of you in church at the same time. I don't, I've never seen this many people in this church at the same time. And so it's good that we're here. And tonight we especially commemorate the Last Supper, the first time that our Lord took bread and said, this is my body. The first time that that bread was transformed into his body. The first time that anybody ever received communion. And we also celebrate tonight the anniversary of the institution of the priesthood. And so it's, it's a kind of custom that, um, that priests sort of call each other on this day and wish each other happy anniversary. Because it was today that as our Lord instituted the Eucharist and said, do this in memory of me. that those 12 apostles were set aside and set apart. And a line that struck me in the reading was, you don't understand what I'm doing now. What I'm doing, you don't understand now. And, and I was thinking about, like, what if I was one of those apostles and I've been following Jesus for three years, I have no idea what's going to happen next, and, uh, and then he invites us all to celebrate the Passover, and we're celebrating the Passover like we normally celebrate the Passover. And then all of a sudden he gets up and he puts on this apron and he starts washing everybody's feet. What would I do with that? You know, it doesn't really make sense. Like, you ever have a family member or a friend who, like, for no reason at all, they call you and they're just like, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you and I love you and... And I, you know, I just, I just want you to know how good you are. And I'm like, what, are you dying? <laughs> Why are you being nice to me? And it kind of can throw us off inside. And so I imagine that those 12 were kind of thrown off inside. And, and even as our Lord is doing everything, they have no idea why he's doing what he's doing. And, and Peter's bold enough to say that out loud. Like, you'll never wash my feet. And I love Peter for that, because Peter always says the things out loud that I kind of say in my heart, but I don't say them out loud, but I say them in my heart. You know, like, I'm really uncomfortable with you loving me that much. Or this feels really vulnerable for you to be serving me like that. You're not supposed to do this for me. I'm supposed to do this for you. And the Lord says, I'm giving you an example. I'm giving you an example. And he prays for their unity. He's going to pray for their unity later on in this same night. 
But even before that, before saying, Father, let them be one as you are one with me and I am one with you, he tells them, I've given you a model to follow so that as I have done for you, you should also do. If I, as your master, have washed your feet, so you must wash each other's feet, that you have to become servants of one another. That you always remember that you need one another. That you need one another. And, and on a personal note, as, like, as we reflect on the anniversary of the priesthood, I, I was reflecting earlier on just like my own vocation and, and uh, it kind of that experience of, of I don't know what our Lord is doing right now. And I, I remember when I, was, when I was really young, I, I was probably like a deep thinker kid, which meant that I didn't have very many friends. And, uh, and I remember that I used to look at my hands a lot. And I, and I would sort of like look at my hands and I would wonder to myself, like, what are my hands going to do? Like, what are my hands going to do? And I would just kind of like stare at them and how they looked. And, and they weren't like big farmer hands or big football player hands. What are these hands going to do? And at that age, I had no idea like that someday they would qualify expert on the M16 machine gun. That they would like lead an infantry platoon. That later on they would absolve sins. But the most profound thing that they would hold the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord. And it's kind of a concrete example, but, but also just in the wonder of the gift of the priesthood. I remember entering the seminary in 1999. I left active duty military life and moved to Lincoln, Nebraska. And, and I was living in the house with some other seminarians. And, and I remember this particular night... Um, going to the fireworks show in America's 4th of July town, whatever that's called. What's that called? America's 4th of July city. And, and so I'm there with this group of guys. Father Jarofsky was one of them. And I remember like sitting there and looking up at the fireworks and, and, and reflecting on in kind of a romanticized way, like these people are going to be in my life for the rest of my life. Like these people are going to be in my life for the rest of my life. I wonder what our Lord's going to do. And then, and then, like, life happens. And, and so, like, some of those guys that I think that we were with that night, we probably had dinner with them on Monday night at the Chrism Mass. You know, there might have been some of the guys that were there, they're not seminarians anymore. I think one of the guys that was there, like, he's a very dear friend, and I'm at his house for dinner all the time with his eight kids. 
But in that moment, like I never would have imagined like someday I'm gonna live in Wahoo, Nebraska with Father Jarofsky. <laughs> and I'll finally live with somebody who also likes to watch movies. And, I, and I'm just incredibly grateful. I'm grateful to you and, and grateful for my priesthood because it's been an amazing life, but, but it's an amazing life when we remember those words of our Lord, which are, as I have done for you, you must do for each other. As I've done for you, you must do for each other. And in a particular way, our Lord speaks that to the entire church. That if I've done this for you, you must do this for each other. And our Lord speaks those words knowing that when he goes to the cross, everybody's going to get scattered. And that there'll be this temptation to rivalry or there'll be this temptation to leave him. Knowing that centuries later, there'd be a big schism in the church. Knowing that centuries later, there would be this greater apostasy in the church. And knowing all of that, he, he encourages us in saying, as I have done this for you, you must do this for one another. This is what will keep you united so that there is no rivalry among you. If each of us acts as the servant of the other, then there's no room for division or fear or rivalry. And it's good for us to remember that in our own time when, when there's so much temptation to division or fear or rivalry. When we need more than ever our Lord to come and wash our feet and to remember that the God who made the whole universe is now come in order to serve me. He came to die so that I can live. He's inviting me in a more profound way into his own life. He invites us into his own life. He invites us to share in his own heart. To go where other people don't want to go, to do the things that other people don't want to do, and to love the people that other people don't want to love. That's what he's invited us to. Because that's what he's done for us. And if we're willing to do that, he promises that our life will receive back a hundredfold whatever we give up. And we have to believe that's true. You know, in my life as a priest, just as in many of your lives in, lives in marriage, like there's, there's times that have been very amazing and there's times that have been very difficult but the lesson we learn is as we surrender our heart more and more and more to our lord and allow our lord to do for us what he wants to do for us it's then that we receive back that hundredfold and we become missionaries of love and missionaries of joy In a particular way in these days, our Lord invites us to come to know his own life in a deeper way. 
Tonight, as we leave this Mass, we'll process through the church and then down into the basement where there's a beautiful altar of repose that's been set up. I just invite you to spend time with our Lord there. And, And as you spend time with our Lord there, I'd also invite you to consider just opening up the scriptures and reading the Last Supper discourses, reading the prayer that Jesus prayed after today's gospel leading up to tomorrow's. And, don't, and know that that prayer is for you. And I hope that many of you come back tomorrow as we enter into our Lord's Passion and Saturday night as we celebrate at the Easter Vigil. All the while remembering that that our Lord wants to do something new with you too. That each of us can continue to ask, what is our Lord going to do with my hands? What is our Lord going to do with my hands? If you're a young man or a young woman, I'd invite you to just open your heart a little bit to the possibility that our Lord is calling you to the priesthood or religious life. Calling you to to go the place, to the places people don't want to go or do the things they don't want to do, love the people that others don't want to love. Because when we answer that call, we truly come to know the great love and joy that Jesus has promised us. The joy of leading others to him and to his heavenly kingdom.